You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Every week, myself and my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, bring you the information that doctors are talking about in doctor's lounges all over the country. We try to inform you about the health care issues that are important for you and your family so that you can be informed and be able to make the decisions that you need to make so that you can advocate for yourself and for your family's health care. The Doctor's Lounge is supported by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, which is the only healthcare think tank in the country that's run entirely by physicians. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is working tirelessly to try to bring the issues in healthcare to the forefront, and we need your help more than ever. Um, please support the Docs for Patient Care Foundation at triple w d the number four pc foundation.org that's d for pc foundation.org contribute five dollars or five hundred dollars no amount is too little or too small but we need you to uh help us help you so this is election day plus two this is the post-mortem show um you heard uh, our uh Producer, uh, um, station owner, David Moxley, talk about the lineup uh, later today about Venezuela. Well, you don't have to go to Venezuela anymore. It's come to us. We are Venezuela now. We are a banana republic because what we are seeing right now is unprecedented and it is scary as hell. And this is a health care talk show. We are going to talk about health care, but it would be impossible to, to let what has happened over the last few days go unmentioned. And I think that it is um, on every single American's mind right now. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety. Um, it didn't have to be this way. Um, but it is because the left um, are are great at cheating and lying, and the right is inept. And we were warned about this. This is not something that's a surprise. They told us what they were going to be doing, and we were asleep at the wheel. We allowed this to happen. This is something that should have never happened. The the uh, ability to rig an election should have been stopped in its tracks um, by competent lawyers, by competent um, people, and instead we um, we just uh, allowed the left. To uh, in a coordinated conspiracy, uh, rig elections in all of the swing states in this country, and uh, shame on us. We the the GOP, the conservatives, the right don't know how to fight against evil. We believe in 
uh, in um, fair play and more Keith the Queenberry rules and and the left are are street fighters. They're dirty fighters. They're guerrilla warfare people. We're lining up like the British in 1776, and we're fighting against guerrilla warfare. This is this has got to stop. We've got to be smarter. We've got to be stronger. We've got to be more vigilant. We have got to roll up our sleeves and get in the gutter with these political terrorists who are trying to rip our country apart. Two days after the election, there's no winner. How absolutely unbelievable is that in the preeminent democracy in the world, the place where fair and democratic elections started. This is this is just unheard of. And this is what we see in Venezuela and in other third world countries. This is chaos. And, and it plays right into the hands of the left. They, they don't care. They welcome this chaos. This is exactly their playbook. They want to see turmoil. They want to see our system go down. They've blamed Russia. They've blamed China. They've blamed North Korea and Iran and everybody for interfering with our elections. Well, I got news for you folks. This is Democrat interference in the elections, and they are pros. They're better than Russia. They are better than North Korea and China and Iran. They are um, absolute professionals at being able to undermine our um, our system and the the and all of the all of the. Uh, uh, history and the precedent that that has made America great. They want to tear it down. The left has no morals. They're cheaters, and they want to burn everything to the ground. And they've shown absolutely no um, no problem doing that. So, I just want to put a question out there for everybody: Are these the people? that you want to run your healthcare system? Seriously? Do you trust these people to be in charge of healthcare for you and your family? I certainly don't. This is something that should frighten every single American out there because look, at the end of the day, politics intersects with life in so many different areas. And people are tired of politics. They're tired of all of the noise that we're hearing. But there are things that people are dependent on. People count on. They count on their jobs. They count on security. They count on their family, their ability to worship. They count on their health care. They want to know that that the people who are overseeing health care really have their backs. Now, the left are 
as we've pointed out, and I don't have to point it out to anybody, are inc- incredible at lying. They they never tell the truth, and so they're they're using messaging that is intended to scare everybody. And I'll get back to that in a bit. But I have more of my rant on this election to to uh, to share. So I'm sorry if this is not what you expected from the doctor's lounge, but this is what doctors are talking about in doctor's lounges today. This is something that is tearing our country apart. And um, the media is no longer believable. All the polls were wrong. Every single poll except for some of the pollsters that were on Fox that got it right, but all the ones that were on the networks and on the CNN and MSNBC, they were completely wrong. They were they were saying that Biden was going to win Wisconsin by 17 points. He barely is up a point. Um, they were saying that senators were on the ropes and were going to lose. That's not what happened. We the the Senate was was held except for um, the Colorado seat with uh, Cory Gardner. But for the most part, the uh, the GOP held the Senate. And all, all of the billions with a B billions of dollars that were spent around the country to try to tear down the candidates in the Republican Party failed miserably, and the media perpetrated this crime against the American public by putting out disinformation, I would say intentionally. They were in cahoots with the pollsters who are no longer believable. These pollsters should actually find a new line of work. They can't come to work today and actually say that they did a good job. I'll tell you, if somebody failed like that in in my line of work, they would be brought before the state board for malpractice. So these people need to be fired. We cannot trust the polls anymore. And that's exactly what the conservative media was trying to tell America. They were trying to suppress the vote. They were trying to keep people away because they were trying to instill a sense of despair among Americans that the that Biden and the down ticket was going to win no matter what. They changed the rules. They changed the rules to allow for cheating and for allowing um, the the um, breaking of state laws to um, to allow this cheating, allowing votes to come in after they were allowed to come in and be counted, which in some states actually went against the law that the legislature of those states um, uh, voted on. It's statutory, and yet they broke the law, and they're still breaking the law. They're not letting poll watchers in there. They're breaking the law. 
And what are we doing? I know that there's going to be legal challenges, but we are playing checkers and they are playing chess. We are playing with BB guns and they are playing with AK-47s. This has got to stop. And we've got to be smarter and stronger and we've got to be more vigilant. When they tell us what they're going to do, we need to believe them because they are going to do it. And that includes health care. And we're going to get to health care um, in this show, I promise you. Um, things are still up in the air. We don't know where they're going to go. And there are people who are still hopeful that this is going to turn out well for Trump. Um, there are people who are um, just sick to their stomach and feel like all is lost. You know, I mean, I can give you cliches. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. Um, in medicine, if you have a patient who's drowned and is um, hypothermic, meaning that they are cold when you pull them out of the water, the saying is, you ain't dead until you're warm and dead. And um, there's some hope. I have some anonymous sources that I am uh, privy to who do know what the inside story is that are actually optimistic that things will turn out okay in the end for Trump and for the for the um, Republicans and most importantly for the American people because this was a crime against our country. This was a crime against the American people. What the media and what social media platforms and what the left has done for the last four years has been a crime against the American people. And this election should give everybody a little bit of hope that that's truly the will of the American people. The um, I, I, I in my in my deep down in my heart, I believe that Trump won this election. And I think that there is half the country who believes that as well. More than half the country. 50% plus one, maybe. But more than half the country believe that as well. And um, I, I think that it's important for people to understand that even if Trump does not prevail in this because the left are such despicable bottom feeding scum sucking you know what's Trumpism is alive and what Donald Trump has done to this country has really been a gift not a not a not a uh, disgrace and not a not a, uh, a a problem for America. He is he has woken up people who never were interested in politics before. He has um, represented the the everyday people in between the coasts, even th- the the esteemed socialist. Bernie Sanders acknowledged that 
the Democrat Party is now a bicoastal party, which basically means that they're uninterested in everybody in between. They don't get everybody in between. They don't know what people in between think and want and what they find important in their lives. But the people in the left, in the Democratic Party, have so much hubris and they are so elite that they feel that they know better than the rest of the country that they view as uneducated, unsophisticated, the bucket of deplorables, and worse. So Trumpism is alive, and the left is not happy about that. You know, if you watch some of the um, uh, left cable shows or even the mainstream media, they're not doing a victory dance. They're not gloating because they failed. They failed miserably. They expected a blue wave, and there is no blue wave. They spent over a billion dollars trying to flip this country to the left, and they failed because Americans reject that. They do not want this. There's a small cadre of people who believe in this stuff, and they've hijacked the Democrat Party. This Democrat Party is not the party that I grew up with when I was a young liberal Democrat. This is not liberalism. This is leftism, and it is dangerous for the country. What Trump has done is he has done things that have never been done before. He has realigned the Republican Party. 12% of the black vote went to Donald Trump. And that was um, that was a concerted effort, and that represents four times the amount of black voters that John McCain got. This is the beginning. This is not the end. This is the beginning, because the Republican Party truly is the party for black Americans. 32% of Hispanic voters voted for Trump. That's unbelievable. Look at Florida. Look at the border states, the border towns in Texas. Trump made up a, a, a 60 point deficit that he lost one county in South Texas to Hillary Clinton by. He wound up losing that county, but by 5%. He made up 55% in that Texas county. This is the beginning. Jewish voters who make me absolutely crazy as a Jewish American because they don't get the fact that Trump is not anti-Semitic like the lying left media wants you to believe. He's actually been a pro-Jewish, pro-Israel president, probably the most that I know of in my lifetime and maybe ever. His daughter is Jewish. He moved the embassy to uh, the, the Israeli embassy to its rightful the rightful Israeli capital of Jerusalem. He orchestrated peace in the Middle East when no other president could succeed there. This guy 
is so pro-Israel, so pro-Jewish, it's not funny. And yet Jewish Americans reject Trump and the, and the, and the Republican Party. But believe it or not, he got 30% of the Jewish vote, which is a, in, an increase over what it had been previously, and it's just the beginning. So the behavior of the left leading up to this election and over the past several days should make everybody nervous about what they are capable of doing. If they can destroy the most respected electoral process in the world, imagine what they will do to the healthcare system if they get the opportunity to control things again. If they can attempt to destroy the most powerful man in the world, who also happens to be, in my opinion, the toughest SOB out there, imagine what they could do to you or to me. Are these the people that you trust to be in charge of your health care, honestly? Because I sure as hell do not. One of the saving graces is that even if Biden wins and there's not additional cheating going on, the Republicans will hold um, the Senate and they'll still be divided government. And so let's circle back to health care and what Biden can do. Um, I can tell you what he can't do. He'll be unable to create a public option for Obamacare. Think, just let, let me just digress. You know, um, the left was expecting a gigantic blue wave where they would control both houses in Congress and the presidency. That would give them a mandate. That would give them carte blanche to go ahead and overhaul health care and once again put government in control of the health care system, um, basically Obamacare on steroids, which is what, what um, uh, Joe Biden wanted to do, or worse, uh, Medicare for all, which is what his left handlers, um, Kamala uh, Harris and Bernie Sanders and all the rest of that crew um, want for America, which is a single-payer, government-run health care system. Well, that thankfully does not look like it is going to happen anytime soon with divided government. Thank God. And um, I th- the uh, even even with a uh, left controlled House of Representatives that is still run by the uh, the um, crooked Nancy Pelosi. Um, there were inroads in the House as well, and they lost seats. So this blue wave that they thought was going to be coming 
did not materialize. The message of the left, the message of the media, has been rejected by the American public, and we are um, going to need to roll up our sleeves and start getting to work starting today. This is not something that can wait until the uh, um, month or two months before the election. We've got to start getting to work right away and put in place ways to preserve the American way of life. And who would have thought that Mitch McConnell would be our line in the sand? He would be the person that we are relying on to keep America, America, to keep our country from going down the road of socialism. So we have to start getting to work, start doing the things that we need to be doing so that nothing like this ever, ever, ever happens again. And the will of the American public is not ignored and we may be lied to, we may be suppressed on social media, we may be um, uh, outspent in elections by billionaires who are um, globalists and who want to see our jobs shipped off overseas and who are wanting to see the border open up so that they can get cheap labor in here to support their businesses, but they do not um, have American interests in at, at, at heart. And what we need to do as conservatives in this country is we need to start playing hardball just like the left does. We've got to be smarter and we've got to be vigilant and we have got to pay attention to what they're doing because they know how to rig a system, they know how to cheat, they know how to lie, they know how to control the media, they know how to control the messaging, they know how to do what is necessary for them to get to the ultimate end that they want to get to. And it is not good for our country if they prevail. We are lost and we'll never, ever be able to dial it back. Um, I think we are ready for our hard break, and I'm going to talk mostly about health care in the next segment, and I um, thank you for allowing me to rant and uh, for the indulgence of our listeners about um, what has happened over the last uh, two days. Um, this is the Doctor's Lounge. Um, stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
McAllister's Auto Transport is a privately held company celebrating our 75th anniversary this November, specializing in enclosed-only transportation to the OEM, personal snowbird market, and our favorite market of all is the collector market. Give us a call at 800-748-3160, or you can reach us on the web at McAllister's.com, and that's M C C O L L. I-S-T-E-R-S dot com. Large enough to handle all of your transportation needs, small enough to provide you the old town, old school service that you come to expect when you're moving your baby. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docs for patient care foundation.org that's d-o-c-s the number four patient care foundation.org go to our site and please make a generous tax deductible donation and join the fight today thank you you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening we're back in the doctor's lounge um, this is Election Day plus two, the aftermath. Can we trust the people who brought us Election Day 2020 to run your health care system? Before I talk about health care, which is coming up in a minute, I just want to say that um, getting ramped up and preparing is not something that happens Overnight, it's not something that you can um, you can offload. You can outsource to somebody else. If you really are interested in in our country, if you are interested in this not becoming Venezuela or Cuba or worse, you need to. Um, start thinking about what it is that you can do. And I come in here every other week and do this show. I write. I do things. I try to do as much as I can uh, beside my day job, which is a full-time surgeon. And, you know, that's that's a lot, of, a lot you know, um, on my plate on a regular basis. And I hear people say, Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do anything. I, you know, it's hard for me to find time. And you know what? I think that you need to look in the mirror and decide what are you going to say to your children and grandchildren when they say to you, Daddy or Mommy, I remember reading about how America was once a great country, and now it's it's um, the same as it is in uh, in South America um, where um, everything is controlled by the government. How come it, it uh, got to that? What did you do to stop it? And I refused to allow my grandchildren to ask me that question, which is why I got involved in healthcare politics um, uh, uh, over over a dozen years ago. And maybe that was a little bit late for, in life, but nonetheless, it was something that I, I woke up and I said to myself, 
is this really something that I can allow to happen to allow our healthcare system to fall in the hands of people who do not have the interests of our patients at heart? And that's why I got involved in, in healthcare and, and in politics. And I think that it's very important for everybody to take a good, hard look at themselves and ask themselves, have I done anything or have I done enough to have prevented what we're going through right now? And if the answer is you have done enough, then you have nothing to be sorry about. And, you know, when I think that, that um, you know, the, we have to just work harder at it. But if you've not done anything, if you've not lifted a finger, then shame on you. And you need to ask yourself, is this the country that you want to live in, the country, the vision that the left is holding out for you? Or is it what we have grown up with and what we have what we have um, uh, watched um, every day, the lies and the cheating and the scandals and the just the the misinformation. So I'm just going to give you a, a short checklist about what you can do. First of all, you can get involved. Getting involved starts with learning the issues and finding out whether or not the information that you're hearing is correct or not. And there are plenty of places you can go to find that out. It may take some digging, or you can ask people who you know who may think differently than you're currently thinking or may um, have a different point of view where they're getting their information. They're happy to share it with you. Give money. Give money to people who are willing to fight for you. Support candidates. We need good candidates. We need them to step up right now and start the work of 2022 today so that we're not caught flat-footed with people who are not good candidates, who are who are damaged goods, who are not going to be able to um, bring victory to our side of of um, of way of, of uh, thinking. I would like to see the governors of every single swing state that are that are Republicans get rid of the Board of Elections in their state, which are almost always run by Democrats, and reorganize them. Do it on a bipartisan basis. Put in rules and systems to protect the vote. They did that in Florida. They did a great job in Florida. And they now will not be able to steal elections in Dade County and Broward County, which were notorious for doing that. Now, there's not going to be any appetite for that in states that are run by Democrats. So I think that we're going to need to get people who are good lawyers, good um, stewards of our American system to figure out if there's a way to protect the elections um, other than a state-by-state basis. Because 
if there are, um, some states are going to never um, be reformed. States that are deeply um, blue, like like uh, New York or California, but Pennsylvania, which currently has a Democrat governor, but not always. We need people to be angry about what's happening in Pennsylvania and and get a Republican governor so that we can rev- we can revamp our elect election system, electoral system, state by state. And then finally, you know, Florida has done a great job of mobilizing the Hispanic vote and the black vote, people who never voted Republican before, who now are, because the proper information is getting out there to them. And so Florida was carried by Trump, and it wasn't even close. And by the way, the media, so dishonest, not reporting that Florida went to Trump early on. They were dragging it out. You know, the states that were won by Biden were called even before the polls practically closed, and states that were clearly in Trump's column, they were not calling. They were holding out hoping that they could find votes and cheat their way to victory in those states. Florida wouldn't wouldn't have any of that. And so but Florida did a great job of of turning voters to the Republican side by showing them what Republican values are, what conservative values are, and how they were aligned with their values. American values, not the values of the left, of the of the elite class, of Wall Street or Silicon Valley. We need to do that state by state by state and not give up on any states, not give up certainly on the swing states. But just because a state is blue does not mean that it has to always be blue. Virginia was not always blue. Colorado was not always blue. I think that this is something that we need to do a better job of. So I'm going to bring this back to health care. I already told you what Obama, what um, sorry, what Biden cannot do. He cannot um, uh, create um, a uh, expanded Obamacare. Um, he cannot put in a public option. In order for a public option to occur, this would require legislation because it would require funding. And if we have that line in the sand, that Mitch McConnell um, a border wall, then we're safe. And, um, and it will never get to the floor as long as McConnell leads the Senate. So... Our, our concern about about um, certainly Medicare for all in a divided government is um, not going to happen. So we can we can be thankful for that. Um, the public option won't happen again because of divided government. Um, he cannot expand Medicaid to states that reject it. You know he's he is um, Biden has already said that. The states that won't expand Medicaid are 
hurting poor Americans. And he was going to put in the public option and uh, and poke a stick in the eye to the governors, the states that would not expand their Medicaid programs. Well, I don't uh, see that happening either. Let me tell you what he can do. He can reinstate the penalty for Obamacare. If you remember, Trump um, took that penalty down to zero, which meant that people did not need to go on the Obamacare exchanges to get insurance or they didn't need to carry uh, expensive insurance policy if they did not feel that it was in their best interest, in the best interest of their family. And that opened up the door for other options, which Trump um, put in place for people. Um, One of those are the short-term um, insurance plans. What the lying media has termed junk health care plans. Well, again, let me just say, and I can't say this enough, there's not a single thing that you can believe from the media after what you have seen happen in the last few days. So just take that information to heart and process that because what they're telling you about health care is all a pack of lies they've not told you any of the good things that trump has done during his administration which i've reinforced on this show time and time again but they will not tell you um the the truth about some of the things that are happening, like these short-term health care plans, which have allowed people to get affordable insurance. And in the Obamacare health care plan, people could only be on these plans for three months. And then they had to transition into one of the expensive health care policies that were part of the Obamacare exchanges, policies that um, that meant um, as much as uh, $26,000 a year for a family of four in health care premiums, not including the deductibles and the copays, which then jacked up the cost of those health care plans in the neighborhood of $40,000 a year. That's, that's just unaffordable by the majority of Americans who barely um, are able to pay their bills. So what did Trump do? He allowed people to purchase short-term health care plans, skinny plans, plans that did not require um, hair transplants or OB services for people who were in their 50s. People were able to tailor the plans according to their needs and not pay for things that they didn't need to support the entire system. And the and Trump allowed those policies to um, be extended uh, for a year, not three months, and renewed for up to three years. So he expanded the market for individuals. He um, allowed 
um, people who work in similar businesses to associate and uh, use the power of numbers to um, create better health insurance options for the people who belong to those those uh, businesses. These are the association health plans. He allowed for businesses to be able to expand the offering of health care benefits to employees and be able to have tax benefits, uh, health reimbursement accounts. Um, Biden can get rid of those Trump executive orders and go back to the draconian Obamacare rules um, where people have to go on the exchanges if they don't already have a health care plan that qualifies and have to purchase a plan that does not meet their needs, um, that does not have their doctors on it or the hospitals that they want to go to. Um, and what this means for individuals are higher health care costs and fewer choices. This is what I think we can um, legitimately expect from the Obama, I'm sorry, from the Biden-Harris administration. I want to go back to the media. Can they ever be believed? Can they ever have the credibility that they um, once enjoyed decades ago? Can we trust anything that comes from them? They've lied about everything about this election, about the margins of Democrat victory um, in this country, that the that Trump was doing damage to the down-ticket candidates. Um, they ridiculed Trump for warning everybody about election day cheating. And it goes on and on and on about the about the the lies that were perpetrated on the American public by the media. So what about health care? Well, the biggest lie that I've heard on every single political ad, and it's, you know, the Democrat talking point, they get these out to their candidates and they just hammer it every single commercial that Trump or whatever Republican candidate wants to take away health care from people. And how can they do this in a pandemic? And how could they um, take away pre-existing conditions from people? Well, guess what, folks? That is probably one of the big lies of the media that Trump wanted to abolish health care that he want yes it's true he wanted to get rid of Obamacare because Obamacare is a disaster for the American public for the American consumer for health care for Americans he wanted to replace it with better care with more choices he has more confidence in the American people and their ability to choose what is important for them and their family than the 
left and the Democrats have, they have no confidence in people. They have they want all the power to reside in the federal government and they want to be the ones to tell everybody what health care looks like. And you know what? When that happens, the losers are you and I because we're going to be um, caught with a card that says, oh, I'm, I've got coverage and I'm not going to be able to find a doctor to take care of me. I'm not going to be able to get a procedure that I would ordinarily be able to get because I no longer have private insurance. I have government insurance, and the government's not going to cover that. That's what they do in England. It's what they do in Canada. If you think that this is different, again, this is what we're seeing. This is what they're telling you. You've got to believe what you're seeing with your own eyes, not the lies that the media and the left are telling you. What about COVID? This is, this is you know, I think something that really requires incredible scrutiny. Can we believe the media and anything that they're saying about COVID when they just got through with this election coverage and this pack of lies? Can somebody actually be truthful about one thing and be such blatant liars about another? No, you can't. If you're a liar, you're a liar. If you're a cheat, you're a cheat. If you're a scoundrel, you are a scoundrel. You can't be virtuous in one area and be despicable in another. Your character is revealed by what you're doing all the time. And what they are saying about COVID, what they are reporting about COVID, are a pack of lies. The reporting is not, it's not reliable. Yes, COVID cases are going up. And that's because this is a virus. It's in our genome. It's out there. We're not going to eradicate the virus. What we need to do is learn how to deal with it. And we are dealing with it. And we're, we are um, making, um, taking steps to render it less lethal than it had been so that we can get to the point where we can treat it if it is um, if somebody is affected by it and hopefully God willing prevent it with a vaccination we're not going to eradicate it we're not going to exchange our economy for eradicating a virus that is fool's gold that is that is a fool's errand and the media is was trying to tell you that that's what Biden is going to, was going to do and um, Trump was inept Biden is not going to be able to correct this virus and I think that as soon God forbid he is declared the winner we're going to find that the Biden plan is no different than the Trump plan. In fact, it's going to be worse because Biden 
is not going to be able to strong arm people, businesses, industry to mobilize like Trump has done. Trump has been able to get American companies to retool their manufacturing capability to manufacture PPE. Um, PPP, uh, no, PPE, sorry. Um, Trump is pulling away the capability of foreign actors, bad foreign actors, to have any influence on our healthcare system. Trump, Trump is recognizing the danger of, of China. Biden was a, a apologist for China. He was, first of all, belittling any kind of effort that was being mounted to accuse China of being a bad actor. Biden is in the bag for China because his son is doing business with them. And that's that's been proven by the FBI, by the way, who had his computer for a year and did nothing. And this deep state, unfortunately, is deeper than we can ever, ever um, imagine. And I don't know if it can ever be cleaned up, but we can certainly try. But nonetheless, China is a threat to our security our, um, because they control our health care capability. I've done a show on this before that they control 90% of the pharmaceuticals that touch America. They control the world's um, supply of acetaminophen and of uh, salicylic acid, that's aspirin, acetaminophen, is Tylenol. They're in all the cold and flu over-the-counter preparations and in other drugs. And and um, and they are um, they they've they've cornered the market on certain components that are useful for uh, not useful that are that are imperative for the manufacturing of our drugs and. Trump recognizes this, and Trump w- would pull this away from China. He's in the process of, of doing this. Biden won't do that. We will still be beholden to China and under their thumb for um, for healthcare uh, needs. So the left is um, is not to be relied upon for the way that they report healthcare issues, report COVID, report the accomplishments of the Trump administration, or extol the the um, virtues of a Biden administration and what he wants to do for health care. These are all lies. They are all untruths. And you, the listening audience out there, need to educate your friends you're listening to this already you know this i'm preaching to the choir you need to start telling people out there what the truth is because it starts today and um, we have an opportunity um thanks to the the uh red line in the sand in the senate to stave off 
the the blue horde and um, and watch our country go down to uh, totalitarianism. It's going to still be an uphill battle, and it's going to require uh, rolling up sleeves and all hands on deck. But if we value our health care system and we value our country, then as leaders, as educators, as citizens, we need to all do our part. And I've gone pretty long today on policy and on um, and on uh, politics and on a rant against against the media and the left. But it was something that needed to be said because we are living in unprecedented times, and this is what doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the country. And um, if you want your doctor to be there for you and you want the healthcare system to work for you, you need to start working for yourself. Dr. Scott will be back here next week, and I can only imagine what he is going to talk about in the doctor's lounge next week. So thanks for being with us. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.